0: Welcome into the Breeze with DP and Haas. On 937 the ticket and the All right, welcome back into Ticket Weekends here on a gloomy Sunday. Uh nice weather, but a little bit of rain today. But nonetheless, if you guys ever want to join the show, this is the breeze four oh two four six four five six eight five. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and of course Allo Channel Nine Six One. A great way to put a face to the voice as always. But nonetheless, the host, Haas and DP. How's it going, guys?
1: Great, happy Sunday.
2: Happy Sunday, gentlemen
1: so much going on there's so much we could talk about there's a couple big basketball games in the big 10 mm-hmm. we could start there for a minute and just it's it's pretty cool to see that comeback was it wednesday night thursday night that comeback It just wow yeah wow <laughs> two two wins in the top six two wins in the top six that's that's historic love it
2: well it it Hossett, being in the room um you kind of try not to um, to miss the moments, right? And the fan base—it was interesting because there there is a little trauma uh, that that's at the core of Husker basketball fans, where they believe that the next bad thing is going to happen, like the shoe's going to come flying at any moment. And early start, uh, different timetable. Uh, packed house full expectation the students were in full and the building sounds different when the students are there and when they're active being down 19 to the number six team in the country and to hear the fans talk well this is what a number six team looks like this is what it looks like with a team that's going to contend for the national title versus a team that's trying to get in the tournament this is the difference in what it looks like but they never They never left. They never quit, which is a little different than Husker teams and fan bases in the past. They decided to stick it out. They decided to say, you know what, what the heck? We're here. Let's party. Let's see what this thing's going to be. And to watch the different players all begin to buy in. It starts with a dive on the floor by Sam Hoiberg. It starts, uh, then you get CJ hitting an open three. Then you get... Rink mass off the bench, becoming the mastodon and and starting to dominate in the middle. Then you get Juwan Gary coming off the bench with it with an injury and saying, you know what, screw it, I'm locking down this dude that hit hit us for twenty. He gonna have to work the rest of the way. And then and then with Bryce Williams and then having uh, Josiah Alec, it was amazing. And as each play each player made a play, then the fan base took another step forward. Like, okay, okay, you're going to dive on the floor. We're going to cheer. Like, we can stand up. Oh, you're going to hit the three on the tough defender. Okay, we, we see you, CJ. Okay, cool. Oh, Rink, you're going to hit the baby hook. Oh, oh, we partying now. Now let's go. And so to watch the whole thing, Pinnacle Bank Arena is a very – it's a special building, uh, high-class building, uh, high-level facility but it hasn't hosted a lot of big basketball moments like and then these young men start to play and they play hard and they play well and now the rest of the big 10 has realized whoops we got another problem on the schedule because when you got to go to lincoln nebraska and face this 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 gang that that that, that is now wearing the husker colors and deal with that crowd hey the big 10's on notice it's one in six is a big get. It's a big get. No matter where you get them at home or on the road, getting them lets you know that, you know what? If you get into the tournament, nobody's off limits. No, everybody can get got. If you can get two in the top 10, everybody can get it. <laughs>
1: so Harrison, want to hear from you, but one one thing that I kept hearing towards the end, and, and I don't know how many people watch tennis, but What Nebraska basketball has done, other than the Creighton game, is they've held their serve. And in this case, they've held their serve against some of the best returners in the sport. And by that, I mean they did their job. They won at home. But against the best returners, it's really hard to do. If they can win at Illinois tonight against the top 10, top 12, top 15 team, breaking serve of a really good player, Illinois has always been very strong, and they they have the size. They have the players. They have the shooting. If they can break serve and win on the road, which is very hard to do in the Big Ten. We've talked about that multiple times. What does that do for Nebraska basketball?
0: If you can find a way to take down Illinois, you're you're setting yourself up to be a lock-in. I mean, at that point, that's, that's three ranked opponents you take down. That's back-to-back quad one wins. You already got the one earlier against Purdue. But a road win is really what's separating Nebraska for being a lock right now. We have to get a road win. You look at some of the teams that don't have as great of records, not as impressive wins, but they're able to get wins on the road. They're moved up in the net ranking. If Nebraska can get this one, which I, I do think they can. I know everyone's kind of making the joke over and over again. I wish we could move the March Madness to PBA, which would be great. But I do think this team got some confidence Yeah, against Wisconsin. <laughs> You heard Fred Hoiberg talk about in the press conference. He wasn't going to let the guys rest, even though the analytics say give your guys a rest day so they got fresh legs for Wisconsin, and they didn't. They they looked like they had a little bit of tired legs. Their shots weren't falling. It wasn't a lack of effort, um, but the guys had a gut check, and they really had probably four or five moments where they could have laid down, and the fan base might have not gotten as upset just because Wisconsin was playing that well at a certain point in time, and they just quit They just would not give up. You saw Sam Hoiberg make big plays. Josiah Alec didn't get talked about a lot, but he had a few plays where he's hitting the ground, keeping the ball alive, and just an all-around performance. And you didn't need Kasei Tamanaga to have a great game to win that. You saw Rink Mast once again take over, especially late in overtime, uh, and that baby hook is sweet. Something that I think uh, some post players should get back to. You see how unstoppable it is once it's going. But every single player... Felt like they had a gut-check moment, and they really all stepped up to the plate. And even though it wasn't k best game offensively, he still just adds so much stress to any defense he's playing because they know if he gets one or two to go in a row, it's trouble. So I'm not worried about k I know some people are. uh, But this road game against Illinois, I I think this should be a confidence builder versus Wisconsin, and I think they carry that confidence and get a little more grittier on the road, especially with what they had to go through. In practice before playing Wisconsin, my belief is that it's in their system. I'm not going to guarantee you win, but I'm not expecting the same kind of road performances we've seen in prior.
1: So Husker Nation, what, what you need to see from this is we spent the first 10 minutes of the show talking about Husker basketball. And there's so much going on in sports right now. But the show opens with Husker basketball because Husker basketball deserves it. They're doing so much, and they deserve the attention. There's two big games in the Big Ten, and we're saying Nebraska being in one of those games is a big game. And so that's awesome. That's awesome. And we could spend the whole show talking about it. DP, you and I were at the Rumble. And, man, I wish, I wish, I wish we could have got that pop. That's what I talked about at midnight and 1 o'clock when we're walking back to our, the Ubers. I wish we could have got that pop. We didn't get it. And a lot has happened in the WWE that has probably caused what happened on SmackDown. A lot has happened. And, and so we won't talk about Locke, Bresner, or Mintz, Vic van um, We won't talk about those guys. Maybe that's caused some changes. I'm a little bit curious with CM Punk. Maybe he knew he tore his tricep. Maybe the plan was for him to win the Royal Rumble. And maybe he was like, Cody, this is ripped. I can't do it. You do it and we'll figure it out. Maybe that was a story. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm bringing, making it up. But to have the rock come when the stories made it look like it wasn't going to happen and have him come to SmackDown and have the stare down happen. There's a lot I want to say. But what did you think when you saw that?
2: Okay, so a couple of things. Um, One, yeah, the injury in match is always a call on the spot and depending on where it is and who it is um, because a lot of times it's not really known what the finish is going to be. Sometimes the official, in order to get authentic work, the official will give them some notification, some hint of, of what the finish should be, especially in a case like that. You don't want people to fight as though you know they know how it's going to end, so and in fact there's, there's a psychology to it, and you understand it. But then, to pull it off, and 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 again, why you can rely on roads, and this is why Cody is who Cody is is and going to be, is that Cody when they came to Lincoln in the snow in the blizzard, Cody was the feature. Cody wasn't supposed to be the feature, Cody was the feature, and Cody stayed. Cody stayed for a good twenty minutes after uh, after uh, Friday night's backdown here in, here in Lincoln. The same thing happened at the raw
1: character, by the way, a uh, raw character,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, to stay afterwards to let people know that I'm here. Like this is what I'm here for. I'm built for this. And then the rock, right? Then the rock. Because nobody can tell me that, from a business standpoint, that Rock wasn't the better answer. Rock was <laughs> always the answer. The Rock's always the answer. Rock's.
1: Oh, the, I, I have so much on this. I have so right, much. On well, this. well,
2: here's the thing, and, and and Harrison. So on social media, there's been a movement, a lot of conversation about. Well, we want Cody. We want Cody. We want Cody. Listen. Grow up, <laughs> <laughs> grow up. Listen, if 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 Patrick Mahomes and and I don't know, let, let me let me, see, Jalen Hurts are in a room anywhere in, in 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 the country, and you've got you've got Patrick Mahomes' name on the door and Jalen Hurts' name on the door people are going to be really happy about lining up and going in that Patrick Mahomes door. Except if you decided that behind them you're going to slap a third door and put Tom Brady's name on it, (laughs) both of those lines turn around and go straight to Brady's room (laughs) and let the two young bucks, hey, y'all figure y'all chill out for a while. The Rock is the guy. He's still the guy. He still like he lets you know. Don't be mad. If you were me, if you were as good as I, if I, as good as I am, they wouldn't need me. <laughs> they wouldn't call me. The the ticket price itself, like you could have had an event at Super Bowl week in Vegas. So there's an event Thursday, uh, a media event in Super Bowl weakness madness with the UFC in town, and power slap in town, and the NFL in town. And you know what the event is Thursday? Do you know? It's The Rock talking about Roman Reigns in Vegas. And guess what? Guess where everybody's going to be? You think folks are going to hang out (laughs) on the other side? Nope. They're going to be right at the WWE center. Hey, listen. It's a great move. And it's the story, no matter how it plays out, because there's nobody. I mean, listen, you couldn't do it again. Um, You could do it with Taker. There's some – you could get close with Undertaker, right? You could get close. You found out you couldn't get close with Goldberg. You couldn't get close. You could get close but not closest with Stone Cold. There's nobody – you can go to all the other other wrestling factions – and there's nothing. There's nothing that draws the media, draws the money, draws the pop, draws the energy that Dwayne The Rock Johnson does, especially in the case that it's Roman Reigns. And it doesn't matter how it plays out. It doesn't matter how it plays out. Like, it just doesn't. You, you're you putting the biggest star in the building. If, if Michael, look, you could put LeBron and them in the room. If Mike showed up. <laughs> it's a wrap. Nobody care about LeBron and them being. There. It's a wrap. <laughs> you imagine that if you did an NFL, if you did it, like an NBA All Star game, right? And you announced LeBron and John Morant. Now you, everybody's, you get all yep. the crazy pop and all the cheers, and then they said all of a sudden, and now <laughs> that guard, six foot six, North Carolina. Michael Jordan How do you think the roof stays on?
0: Oh, I'd be hitting the KSA Tamanaga hands over there.
2: Yeah, the roof would pop off and people would lose their crap. So listen. Well done, Dwayne. Well done WWE. Everybody else, if you are ah, It's my time. <laughs> oh, the, the story ah. Look, the story, if if the story finishes in 2025, okay. (laughs) Okay. We've been waiting a long time. Uh, Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. So
1: DP is referring to some fools in the internet. Um, Just saying, okay, look, Cody deserves it. Cody did all this. First off, Cody has been the man for the WWE for the last 12 months. He's done Mm -hmm. everything. He speaks really well. He goes to everything. He stays after with kids. I interviewed him, and he was awesome. Uh, he, he does so many things for the WWE in the last 12 months. In the last 12 months. Okay? And there's a way to get him his story still at WrestleMania. So let me pause for a second and, and, and just just remember WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan wasn't supposed to win. It was not supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Batista and Orton, and the fans revolted, and they didn't let it happen. So Batista and Orton still got to fight, but they added Daniel Bryan into it. So there's still a way to make this happen, but I'm going to explain why me and DP are definitely on the same page. So, so hold on. This, the reason why it could happen, you could have The Rock and Roman, and DP's going to be like, you're crazy. They have to fight on Sunday night. But you can have <laughs> them fight on Saturday night and say the winner of that match faces in a triple threat in a unification match because Seth Rollins got made fun of a good amount on Friday night. And Seth Rollins is also injured. So who knows if Seth Rollins can even go to WrestleMania? Who knows if he can even wrestle? Who knows how much he can do? So maybe he needs a triple threat match to carry him. Maybe he needs a healthy Cody Rhodes to carry him. So the winner of the Rock and Roman Reigns gets the head of the table, gets to be the tribal chief, gets to be the one carrying the red necklace, but also the belts. And then on Sunday night, it's a unification match and a triple threat. And then you go give Cody his story. So you could do all that. But look, look at this. WrestleMania 17. I remember watching that pay-per-view. Stone Cold and The Rock. I remember watching it with Brian Chie saying Tim and Dylan. I remember where I was and what I did. And we we remember the double swerves, we remember all those things, and it was the Rock. Okay, we all know who Dwayne is. If I text them right now that I went to the Royal Rumble and Cody Rhodes won, no offense, they haven't watched wrestling in twenty years. They're gonna be like, who, who? Hey, DP and I are going to WrestleMania, and the main event is the Rock. Yo, can we come too? <laughs> <laughs> can we come too? <laughs>
2: Like you put it in Philadelphia, right? This is big. This is a big city. This is a big deal. Like you, you're not you're not going out in the outskirts. This is not Birmingham, Alabama. Listen, man, this is Philadelphia. You're going. To, wait a minute. This is media. This is a media work. You're right down the road from New York. You're in between New York and D.C. Media's coming, and you put a name name up there you put a name up there that the eagles have to respect, the 76ers have to respect, the flyers have to respect. Like everybody there, all the, the little Novas got to re- pay respect to it. The the entire space changed Friday night and I love the fact that less was said. This is how you know it's it's good work. And Harrison there's a, there, there is a, like a big part of pro wrestling is the psychology. The things that you say without saying anything, right? The, 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 the physicality, okay, that, that that's a psychology. Uh, the pacing, the space, uh, the energy in the room, allowing the fans to actually drive the room rather than you driving the fans. And there's nobody. There's, 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 there's two wrestlers currently maybe three, who could walk in the room, change the room, own the room, and dominate the room. And there's three. And one of them is on the outskirts only simply just because he's aged out. Like Flair, as much as anybody else, like if Flair came out wearing the robe and you thought he was actually going gonna, to gonna put the boots on again, you go, okay, fine. Um, the same probably could be said for Hogan if Hogan had put on the boa on the on the red and yellow boa and pulled the shirt on. They may he may have affected the room, but it's Undertaker and Rock. Undertaker doesn't – Remember for the, for seventy five percent of his career he didn't talk, and he always owned the room. There was not there was no entrance in all of pro wrestling like the Undertaker. Uh, he didn't have to say anything. Dude didn't even talk. He was such a badass that he didn't even have to talk. <laughs> Is he still 21-1? <laughs> we did didn't know what his voice sounded like until like eight years into his career. And then he finally just, he said three words that changed pro wrestling. <laughs> he literally, he rolled his eyes into the top of his head and he looked down at the camera and he, look, if the internet was a thing back then, he would have broke it because he simply said, Rest. And everybody, everybody <laughs> in the building crapped their pants. It was a great moment. So what the Rock is he, was able to do Friday and what Undertaker did, there's nobody else in the game right now that can do that.
1: Is Undertaker 21-1? I know he lost to Reigns later, but is he 21-1? Or, yeah. or are they going to erase that one? And,
2: and Well, you, and, you know, <laughs> hey, maybe you think we don't. Listen, a whole lot of things are going to get erased here soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there, there are things that you're going to have to do. And – <laughs> Listen, to, 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 in full disclosure, to tell people that the, the, the behind the scenes of what's going on with WWE and, and leadership is so off the charts that we don't have a metric for how to define to you how insane things are behind the scenes at WWE. Um, Haas, I so they at, should have had a better story at Royal Rumble. They should have done things better. you lucky they had the event. <laughs> you <looking laughs> like right. to pull that off and to right. have that room right just to go sponsors are bailing uh you know personnel was changing i mean Austin and i was standing there minding our own business and people came up and go hey look they're still promoting slim jim that's pretty weird <laughs> slim jim said they don't want to be a part of it anymore and we just look <laughs> harrison it was, it's it's amazing in the space like being in those events and then just kind of walking around behind the space you get it's such a vibe it's such a vibe um to watch one the fans two the people who work the event and then three um the people the security people see this is the lost thing we'll go to break but the lost thing is harrison when you get the police the local police officers and then WWE security, air quotes, security, that the police officers hear and see everything. And to have them come and tell you, whoa, you ain't got to believe what just happened in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing um, to watch the transition, but this is a high ramp, apex moment for WWE in, in a time where it could have gone the other direction, somehow they've managed to turn it twisted and put lipstick on it. It, 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 it. it looks really good for them right now.
1: And the only way to sweep it under the rug and distract from the disgusting things that, that may have happened is to bring someone like The Rock out there and have us talk about The Rock and focus on The Rock. So it makes sense from a storyline perspective because if, if you were to make a pay-per-view and you said, The Rock, And Roman Reigns are on at 11. And then there's this match at 8, this match at 9, this match at 10. Okay, those are cool. They're going to be good. They might be all-timers. I'll see you at 11. I'll be there.
2: That's
1: it. Yeah. That's it. I don't care about any other match. I want to see that match. I will tune in to that match.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we go to break
0: here, we do got one from the Sarder Heyman text line from Tommy uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do with Cody Reigns. He says, Cody should come out in a Corey Schlesinger jersey and run over the rock, Orange Bowl nightmares. <laughs> That's how he's getting Cody back in the mix.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, Cody, Cody is, uh, is not a Nebraska fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. He's popular in Nebraska. He's not a Nebraska fan. I'll share that with
0: you. Well, that being said, so, of course, see. go ahead, Haas.
2: Do you see
1: a Daniel Bryan esque movement? Do you see a Kofi King uh, Kofi Kingston? Do you see a Kofi Kingston type movement for for Cody Rhodes?
2: No, it's not necessary. I see a Dusty movement. I see a Dusty move.
1: So the fan, but the fans are going to revolt and and boo the Rock on when he comes out and stuff like that. Do you see that? Why would you? I'm not. I'm cheering like crazy. I'm going to have goosebumps. I'm
2: just, yeah, I'm just I, talking I, about... We heard the room that night. The room's the room. The room is the room. I, the internet? Nah, you do what you do. The room that night told you Rock is king. There
0: you go. Fair enough. We'll end up with that one. Uh, and again, of course, always free to join the show as you've been so far. 402-464-5685. This is The Breeze. we got Haas, DP. I'm Harrison back at the studio. We'll talk to you on the other side. You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Alright, welcome back into Ticket Weekends. I am Harrison Arns, back here at the 1040 Ticket Studios. And as always, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685. You can put a face to the voice on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and of course, Allo Channel 961. And the mill's still open as well. So if you want to meet some of the talent here, feel free. 1040 O Street, stop by, and uh, we'll get some coffee for you as well. But nonetheless, I'll throw it to the host as always. Haas, where do you want to go with it?
1: Super Bowl. So... I have things I want to say about the 49ers. I've made sure not to say too much in the last couple of weeks, just because I I don't want to put bad voodoo out there and all that. So I want to say this, that it's it's pretty interesting. I, I don't follow Taylor Swift's romance too much, but I feel like the things that I've heard in the past is eventually the relationships don't last that long. And right now, isn't Kansas city America's team? Like, isn't everyone... Everyone knows. Seriously, think about it. How many people are going to be rooting for Kansas City this week, next weekend?
0: Way less than how many people will be rooting for the 49ers. No, people Seriously. Don't
2: know, people, don't know, people don't know Kansas City like that. They know Mahomes. They know You're State. talking
1: about NFL fans. I'm talking about the billions and billions of Taylor Swift fans. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Be- <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess Aaron? you'll get the, you'll get <laughs> the guess, Taylor Swift fans, the music fans.
2: <laughs> here's the thing. That's the case for every Super Bowl. This is not a Kansas City Chiefs thing. This is not a Travis Kelsey thing. Every Super Bowl becomes about other stuff. And all season long, anytime any athlete (laughs) dates a celebrity, it becomes the thing. It becomes the thing. The Lakers went went through it. Uh, The NBA has gone through it. Uh, Major League Baseball has gone through it, right? We've seen the people who sit uh, next to the dugout, and the camera always finds them. Everybody knows Diane Cannon, everybody knows Jack Nicholson, everybody knows Spike Lee, everybody know like they pay attention to the people who are there. Not, I, I don't understand. And here's the reality. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. They did a study last week that came out that actually tracked how much time Taylor Swift got on camera during Chiefs games. What do you think? What do you think the number is, Haas? Close to 20%. Harrison knows the answer. Harrison, knows,
1: it it should be like her, they showed
2: her for twenty five seconds. That's it. That's really? it. That's oh, they it. brought it down. They brought no, it down. No, they didn't. The, actually, the, the 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 championship game was the highest over the course of the, the, this whole thing. Twenty. We, we don't need to talk about.
1: We don't need to talk about. I was just trying to be funny. Like <laughs> no, I just no, know that you, so many people. No,
2: that's what's funny about it. I get. I get so frustrated with with people who one who just are mentally lazy like don't speak a thing to fact that somebody else said it was just because somebody else said it and then everybody else jumps in line no no that's not you know me well enough to know that i'm not built that way i'm not built that way don't tell me that we see too much taylor swift when you don't even know how much taylor swift you're seeing and you don't know why because guess what Diane Cannon wasn't dating any of the players, but she was on she was on camera during Showtime, way more than than Travis Kelsey. Spike Lee gets more airtime than 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 a lot of the Nick players. That's just a part. It's entertainment. It's DP is a
1: swifty, also then. So
2: no, here's, here's hey. the thing. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. If you tell me so, if a uh, when Adele's courtside for the Lakers. Show me a Adele. Show me Adele. When when Stevie Nicks is courtside in, at the Garden, show me. When Billy Joel's Billy Crystal's courtside with the Clippers, show me. You know why? Because that's a big part of the whole presentation. That's a part of the whole thing. And the people who are complaining, talking about, well, my football is being ruined by Taylor Swift. If you can't handle twenty five seconds, oh my goodness, stop watching. Stop watching. Go build. Go build. Go get a hobby because it ain't for you.
1: For the record, all I was saying was there's so many young, young nine-year-old girls that are upset when they're watching the the 49ers play. They're really hoping the Chiefs win. That's what I was trying to say. But I don't look, think I don't
2: think that's true either. Listen, the 49ers, if they, Christian McCaffrey has his own club. He has his own thing. George Kittle, George Kittle in the middle of the country. I hate to tell you, I hate to tell you that George Kittle is uh, more popular in the Midwest than Travis Kelsey. But see, of the we, whole country,
1: I, everyone yeah, loves George Kittle. We, yeah. Like
2: we don't have like like what are we what are we even doing? George like, Kittle is yeah. the
1: coolest football player in the NFL. I'm not just saying it as a Niner fan. Like the way he talks on the mic is charisma. The things he does with the wrestling, like he 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 is the coolest coolest dude in the NFL. Well,
2: I mean, I I would I would lean back against that because until he learns to dance like Travis Kelsey, that's not true. It's just not true. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, listen. <laughs> him it's him baker mayfield they're they're one a and one b when it comes to putting on a show within the game i listen whatever thing people want to be upset about okay be upset about it. it's the super bowl it's the two best teams right it's too renowned We 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 know the players we know the teams we kind of know the style we we lined up for the for the halftime show, we, we've we been programmed and reprogrammed to care about the commercials. Most of them aren't good, but we will spend our time talking about it the following Monday. Um, we'll sit back on media day and listen to dumb questions about things that don't really matter and have nothing to do with the game. And then, and then, finally, the game happens. And if you manage, I mean, the whole point of the Super Bowl. At Super Bowl One. When they charged $8 a ticket in L.A., right? $8 a ticket. Do you know who shot? They went and had Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster shoot from the sideline of the Super Bowl because that was the only way to sell tickets, was to tell people that stars were coming and that stars cared about the game. It hasn't changed. It simply is.
1: <laughs> let me let me say something real quick. That I, I don't listen to ESPN, NFL. I don't listen to TV talking about the 49ers. The only information I don't read about it, I don't look at posts, the only information I get on the 49ers is when I watch them play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing that I want to talk about, this is different this year. If the 49ers are up four with four minutes to go, Five minutes to go, six minutes to go, seven minutes to go in the game. Just hold on one second. The team is different this year. I I'm not going to be blasphemous and fully say this. So just 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 don't interrupt. Just 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 hold on. If a team is up five six seven and you have Peyton Manning as your quarterback, you trust the situation that he's going to call the right play, call the right audible, and that this drive might last seven minutes. If you have a quarterback like that, you understand that. If you had Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, any of those quarterbacks, you're going to run the ball three straight times, you're going to punt, the other team's going to get the ball, and then you're giving it to Patrick Mahomes. So for the first time in a really long time, the 49ers have a quarterback that they trust if they're up for late to make the right play. And and he he does things sometimes that is risky. He, he, that's who he is. He's not Brett Favre risky. Brett Favre risky was, I'm just going to throw this across the field through two defenders, and it's going to get in my receiver's hands. He's not that risky, but you, it's a known commodity with Brock Purdy. That's that's what Shane has. He didn't know if Jimmy Garoppolo could connect a five-yard pass, so he was scared and reluctant to call plays, which is why before the halftime in 2019, they had the ability to drive. They had time on the clock, and he's like, nah, we'll just go to halftime. And they had plenty of time. They, had, they were up 10 with, with 10 minutes to go, and they played it super safe, super conservative because he didn't trust his quarterback. To have a quarterback now that he trusts, and, and I'm not trying to put all this pressure on him. I'm just saying from the last two games, being able to see, okay, I have a drive. There's seven minutes to go. Can I bring this clock down for us to win and, 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 and just really go score? And he did that against Detroit. They're up three. And they brought the clock down so Detroit didn't have that much time left to come back. So that is a big deal that no one's talking about, that really good quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks do. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) I don't know what you just said. I have no idea what you just said. I have no idea. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that? San Francisco 49ers game management is because of Brock Purdy and not Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in football? Or is always that, that what you're trying to is that what you're telling me that that's not the difference? That Christian McCaffrey behind him, who grinds, the, the 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 best playmaker on the field. Yes. is it the reason? We
1: had this, we had this in August. We had boy, this issue boy. in August. We're if you ball. put another quarterback back there, you put it is- it is a problem. You,
2: you Look, in your mouth, you could have put another quarter. Where is back Purdy
0: in. on your power rankings now? Where is he at?
1: Not, I'm not talking about
0: it. I'm not <laughs> talking about
1: it. But I oh, – hold, hold on, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on.
1: Hold on. I'll talk about it after the Super Bowl. I'll talk uh, about it after the
2: Super Bowl. Uh, uh-huh. No, listen. <laughs> That's funny. Listen, that to watch that offensive team, and with the line that's in play for the 49ers, that offensive line and how they move and then how they gain momentum. They're not a good offensive line. They're, they're, they're the second best offensive line playing on Sunday. Correct. Two teams. They are the worst offensive line in the Super Bowl. No, nobody, else matters. nobody else matters. You're, you're elite. are <laughs> elite. Everybody. Everybody. No, knows, everybody the plays best left
1: tackle in football. <laughs> the right side of their line is so bad. It's so bad. Their
2: center is not good. Who did they, who did the 40, let me see, let me get this right. Let me, let me make sure I got this right. That you're telling me that the offensive line that takes a second year, almost still a rookie quarterback, and blocks for and creates space for Purdy to step up into space untouched for seven yards. He's
1: never untouched. Purdy makes his own stuff happen in the pocket. He always has pressure coming. Brendel is an average center. Feliciano has come in to, to take care of what they couldn't have with Burford.
2: Harrison, then- Harrison. Remember the part where Haas said that the, the country was rooting for the 49ers? Mm-hmm. You remember why? It's because of 49er fans. <laughs> it's because of 49er fans. Listen, I've listened to 49er fans talk down this team and talk down this quarterback.
1: I don't so, talk down this team. I don't talk I don't, down the quarterback. I, I mean, can't. I can't line. find
0: anything about this offensive line being atrocious, Haas. They're not. Oh, I, I'm gosh. not finding bottom of the barrel. You still got the best blocking tight end in the NFL. You still got a strong left line. Yeah, your right. Sides a little weak, but that's a stretch to say this is a really weak offensive line. Especially the way they run in the, the ball. The weakest
1: part of the, the weakest part of the 49ers team
0: on an all star is, so, is their offensive line. Is their offensive line. You can say they're. I'm not going to say they're horrible.
1: <laughs> you got an they're, all-star team. It might be the average. weakest part. You, you said they're but, elite. They're not. A, they're not elite. They're average. Yeah, I'll you're take average. Super,
2: you're playing in the Super Bowl. Bad offensive lines don't play in Super Bowl. The left side of the offensive here, here, line. I, 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 I'm, look, look. I'm going to say this one more again for you. Bad offensive lines do not play in the Super Bowl, to Breezy. Not in All the right. history of the Super Bowl. There has. I really never hope. Been. There's. I really ne- hope I'm wrong. There has never been a, a, a terrible offensive line that played in a Super Bowl. It doesn't exist. It's a lot. Look, you can tell me you want them to be better than they are. You can tell them you want them to, to improve in certain areas. But there's no way, no way, especially in this day and age, in the NFL, that a terrible offensive line plays in the Super Bowl. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. Stop saying it. It's just not true. It doesn't exist.
0: I, I would like to revisit the Chiefs' Buccaneers' Super Bowl and watch that offensive line. <laughs> that that, that and, was the truth. And
2: who was – who, who what, what, what were the rushing numbers for that Super Bowl?
1: Oh, I'd have to look that up.
2: How many sacks were – were, were Mahomes
1: that? was on his back the whole game, and they went I, I, and drafted He wasn't
2: – not, not to put up the numbers he put up. No, no, they got destroyed because of their offensive line. Not to put up the numbers he put up. And remember who they beat to get to the Super Bowl. And remember how they beat them. What you do think in the, the Super same Bowl is just a byproduct think- of a whole season. You gotta win seven. This offensive line had to be productive and protective for 17 weeks plus the playoffs against two really good defenses in order for them to play in the Super Bowl. How can you say a terrible offensive line beat the two teams that they beat, won the division, and then get got to the Super Bowl? DP,
1: you're forgetting, man. I think he got sacked like nine times. They went whole. They went all training day on the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. I look at like sacks allowed as
0: three. It's not as bad as I remembered. They only get no. It line. was bad. They lost uh,
1: thirty-one no, to nine because it, Mahomes
2: it, was murdered the whole game.
1: He
0: it, was, was. it was bad. He was getting there pressured were, a lot, but not nine sacks. is all I'm saying.
2: Three, it's the It's the Super Bowl. Every quarterback gets pressured in the Super Bowl. Ain't nobody you, walking out untouched in the Super Bowl. Find, find the
1: names it's, of the offensive line. Find the names of the offensive line for that Super Bowl. If they were so good, they'd still be there. They no, went full up Denzel Washington,
2: no, and and he not, went
1: Denzel. But they were that's like, "That's not true. That's not true." I am taking all of you, and I'm taking that's you to
2: that's Pelican that's Bay. I all the, the, out of the greatest team. offensive line in in NFL history was the Hogs, and immediately following their Super Bowl, Jeff Bostic, they couldn't wait to find a replacement for Jeff Bostic. And then they found a replacement for Artie Tillman. And in the first version of the Hogs, Fred Dean was pushed out in year two. Stop it, Hawks. The game moves and it evolves. Teams move and evolve. Offensive lines have to change because the defense has changed to it. They're different defensive schemes. Different things are asked of them. You can't, I mean, listen, any, any team that makes it to the Super Bowl, Cannot do so without good offensive lines and good defensive lines. The, the the every NFL scout, coach, general manager understands that in full. Doesn't matter about the divas and stars that you have around them. If them big boys up front don't get it done, it don't get done. Period. And, the, and you don't get that. You don't get the Super Bowl with bad lines. You don't do it. The, the biggest
1: matchup that as a 49er fan I'm worried about is Chandler Jones against the interior line of the 49ers so I, I think he's gonna have a field day against Brendel, and banks and feliciano so that's where my concern is coming from with that said i number one i hate negativity when people talk about the 49ers i don't want to be around it i don't want to listen to it i don't want to look at it it's annoying you guys are really good up whatever down whatever i don't want to hear about it just be quiet it's 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 really annoying so i am not one of those people you just did
0: it. Yes, you it. Just no, I didn't. Did they said the offensive you line is just terrible.
2: Did it. The offensive line is terrible. Look,
0: when you don't said work.
1: they're really good, I was trying to identify to you they're not really good.
2: They're, 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 they're good enough to get the 49ers into this year's Super Bowl. And for all the of the 32 offensive lines in, in, in NFL, only two can say they were good enough to get to the Super Bowl, that's it, there's two. And there's a whole lot of dudes who get a whole lot of money to block people in the NFL. And there's only 10 starters playing in next Sunday's game. Everybody else would trade salary, team, et cetera, to be where the 49ers five offensive linemen are gonna be next Sunday. Oh, where season. they're going to be. Yes. Yeah. We, Haas, we do got go We back. really
0: got to go to break, guys. We're going over. But Haas, I'll give you a chance to rebuttal. Hold that anger. It's good for it now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll come back to break here. And of course, 402 464 5685. We'll talk to you on the other side. You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. All right, final segment here on the breeze on ticket weekends. Before we go ahead and throw it over to the Nico projects, we got a little bit of time left. Haas, I'll throw it back to you right where we left off. All yours.
1: So, what we women sports deserve recognition, and and what we do on the breeze DP, you do a really good job of it. All, on all the ticket shows is to give women recognition. So. Let's spend the last couple of minutes talking about it. They should have got more time. So I'm going to bring women's college basketball real quick. Sorry it's not Nebraska, and sorry it's someone that Nebraska doesn't like. But what's more impressive? So a win against number four Stanford where USC won 67 to 58. They won 67 to 58. Okay? Where Watkins scored 51 points and had 11 rebounds. So almost as much as Stanford. She scored 51 points. Or Clark scoring Thirty-eight and having twelve assists, and her team scoring ninety-three points against Maryland.
2: Um, I am going to defer because speaking well of that evil empire puts <laughs> a, a a a a very large distaste in my mouth. I will. <laughs> I will support uh, the fifty-one burger. Um, from that standpoint. And the other side of it, um, last night I had the opportunity once again to uh, call the play-by-play for uh, the Omaha Supernovas and the Women's Volleyball uh, Pro Federation. And for the second consecutive home game, uh, the Supernovas played in front of a crowd of 11,000-plus. 11,000-plus on both nights, the two most attended – events in pro volleyball in, in, in the United States. And they get another opportunity Wednesday night against Vegas, um, the quality of play, the quality of game presentation. Uh, and of course, CHI Health Center is a phenomenal facility. But the, the ability to do this, to meet these young ladies, to get more involved in more stories of women's volleyball and what's going on, and then watching the league and the Federation grow, uh, to watch the game be highlighted. There is some exceptional talent in this league, seven teams uh, all across the country. Um, I do want to say that there's no place like Nebraska. And for uh, the second consecutive night, two home games, 11,000 plus fans came to watch these young ladies uh, play the best best volleyball in the country. Kudos, bravo. Absolutely. Well done. We'll, done.
1: Uh, we'll wrap with this. What did you think of the storyline? Obviously, it was going to happen when we were at the Rumble with Bailey winning it. Do you like how they, they made it happen? Do you like Great how they delivery. made it? Great delivery. Great yep. delivery. Those of you that those of you that missed it, the Kabuki Warriors and Io Sky uh, being there for damage control and talking backstage and talking a little bit smack about Bailey and They show Bailey hiding in the locker room. Not hiding, but she's just there. like in in the locker room and they just kind of missed her and then she comes out to the ring and then they attack her and and they set up Io versus Bailey and Bailey was prepared for it she knew it was going to happen she had a pipe ready hiding (laughs) in the steps to go beat them up so that was very good storytelling exciting job WWE
2: great delivery great delivery Harrison Orange thank you kind sir for what you do
0: you betcha and that is gonna go ahead and wrap up the breeze be sure to catch the podcast or go back on YouTube in case you missed any of it and if you're more curious about women's sports we talked about that a lot on bigger than the score uh they actually had Nicole Kubik former WNBA player number one pick 15th round so if you want to listen to that it's up and ready for you to go but nonetheless we got the Nico project up next don't go anywhere plenty of ticket weekends ahead